Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. WTIC's Computer Talk with Tab is brought to you by GoNetSpeed, your choice for crazy fast fiber internet. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I am Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we're going to be here until 11 o'clock, and then Dr. Alessio will come in. And they'll give you a second opinion uh, on your health advice, so stick around for that. Um, but uh, as usual and customary, we have a little bit more news for you, but feel free to get in line. We have three lines open. Judy, we're going to get right to you, but we wanted to bring this up because uh, Dennis thought it was pretty important. I uh, did too. It is. Um, this is about. Uh, this is a TechSpot article about a apparent Apple Pay flaw that under particular scenario, mm-hmm. it requires certain hardware and certain other software to to operate it. Right, certain and Apple, it only, Apple software. It also requires a Visa card attached to your Apple Pay. Apple Pay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work with another card. Hmm. Um, there's also an interposing Android app that's involved, too. Hmm. So this is, like I said, it's a particular scenario that requires a lot of equipment and stuff to be lined up in order to work at all. Right. But it can allow hackers to steal money through Apple Pay mm-hmm. on a locked iPhone. Yikes. You've got your phone in your pocket or your purse. It's locked. You're walking through an area. You think, you know, it's not interacting with anything because the phone is locked. Mm-hmm. And technically, it should not be interacting with anything right. while it's locked. You'd think there'd be a, a way. There's no possible way for the phone to go ahead and cough up money, a transaction on it. While it's locked. Well, right? yes, because if you walk up with an iPhone to a payment device right. and wave it over it to pay, near, near field what, communication. What is that phone going to do? It's right. going to say, You've got to unlock me. Mm, right. And then you unlock the phone and then it makes the payment. Yeah. Well, yeah. apparently, the unlocking part is not always necessary. Oh, brother. And uh, there's an art, like I said, it's an article in TechSpot. It kind of explains the scenario. Mm -hmm. It only works with a Visa card attached to the Apple Pay. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it currently only works in certain places in the UK where they have a certain kind of ticketing for uh, mass transit, I believe. Okay. Uh, And apparently just walking through, if somebody has this particular radio equipment. Trying to transmit to your phone. Transmitting to your phone. The phone will respond and allow a payment to go through. 
for something else, right? For something you never even thought. So of. we'll we'll put that link up. But you would think that your phone isn't paying anybody because it's not locked, right? And it doesn't because, matter because it is locked. So that's the thing. <laughs> so yeah, we're only bringing this up to make you aware, not to freak you out. Um, but we know how the sausage is made, and um, doesn't taste very good every time. So uh, we'll put this link up here. You can see how this technology could be exploited. And it's a it's just a constant, constant, constant battle against the bad guys. If it's not cryptocurrency, they're taking the money right out of your Visa card. <laughs> yeah, just rip it out. It's crazy. But the the good thing is the credit card would hopefully not hold hold you well, responsible. You should be able to that that's included in the article. Visa says it it's not really a big problem because we offer, you know, one hundred percent coverage. Right. They're going to say, nope. And you're going to get your money back. And that's right. true, but maybe you would like try to like not allow that to happen. Or let's say, <laughs> let's say your credit card limit is X, and they've charged enough above your limit, and then you can't pay your bill for your dinner, and you're dashing and dining. Apparently, they make that all of that right. Yeah. Apparently. Oh, I mean, they do? That's, that's Instantly? That's their promise. Well, that's... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but... All right. Let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Judy... In uh, Hartford, next. What's happening, Judy? Judy, you there? Uh oh, is Judy listening uh, to the show? She's been online for Judy? a while. Come on, Judy. I know you're there. It's only seven seconds. <laughs> Come on, Hello. Judy, going once. Uh, Judy, going twice. Uh, I guess I'll put Judy. Ah, oh, you're there. Hey, Judy. she's yeah. there. I was having a little trouble. <clears throat> All right. What can we do for you? Well, thank you. Um, listen, I'm totally stupid about computers, and I'm in my 80s, and I need a new computer desperately, and I don't know what uh, I should get, and I don't, there, I have I have a Frontier, I think it's a router, and I don't know if I need something like that. Well, you need, you, you, you need internet, so how, how are you getting to the internet now, Judy? I don't know. Do you use the internet? Yes. Oh, okay. So you pay Frontier for that service, it sounds like. Right. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. And Frontier then has a device that's offering you a wireless signal in your home. So what do you what do you want your computer to do for you, Judy? What well, would you like it to do? Um, I, of course, do, you know, talking to people. But I also, I email, in other words, and I also pay bills and do financial things mm. and other those are the only the important things, and mm-hmm. then the rest is just, you know, emails and okay. looking through things. <laughs> sure, sure. So I would think a, a very inexpensive Chromebook would be the perfect thing for you. And let me Chromebook. It's called a Chromebook. Chromebook. Yep. C-H-R-O-M-E. Yep. Okay. And uh, probably you could find one for what you want are wanting to do with it for, let's say, $300. And you'd be able to set up your bill pay. Now, I'd tell you to not do too much else if you're using it for paying bills. Um, because if you find yourself surfing for something and you bring something bad down that is going to intercept your bill pay, that could be a problem. I know. But if you promise to only surf to the, the good sites, it's hard to do that. So yeah. you may want to buy the, the, the right answer would be to have a a device for your financials and your and your bill pay, and then, believe it or not, a device to do everything else. Right. Um, that's the the right advice. But then to tell you to buy two computers, 
it may not be something you'd want to do. But Chromebooks are so cheap um, that you could do that for what you might use it for versus paying for a six or seven hundred dollar laptop, right? The PC. So if it's within your budget, one Chromebook for all your financial important things and one for all your silly things like everything else. Email and browsing. And gaming yeah. and yeah. whatever you're going to do with it, you know, solitaire, whatever you're going to do. Well, in other words, I might get two different devices. Right. And right. Would, would I just get two different Chromebooks? That would be the theory, yep. But the same, you can get two of the same Chromebook, right. just put a big sticker, financial only, <laughs> foolish stuff only. And then you're all set with each one. So get two Chromebooks. That's technically the right advice. Right. We're, <laughs> you may not be able to do that in practice, but yeah, right. that is the technically correct approach okay it's conservative it's conservative now a chromebook it's just a smaller you know i instead of the big it's basically a laptop built on a browser so you're not using microsoft which is to your advantage um because it's got so many issues with its operating system and its security you're using a browser-based operating system apple is a great choice too but it's so expensive oh, that you yeah. can't buy two of those um, so the only alternative that's an affordable t alternative would be to buy two inexpensive Chromebooks. And it's just based on a browser. So you're going to have the, the beach ball in there as your browser, and then you can put your banking app on the financial side of the equation of that computer, and then you can go ahead and put your email and everything else on the other side. Well, on the you other know computer. what? I think that would be... <laughs> would be wonderful because I'm getting nervous about stuff. <laughs> yes, I, I, I believe you and I, I completely understand. Well, listen then, thank you so, so much. You made it easy and okay and, and very you were patient. Oh, my pleasure. Hopefully it works for you, Judy. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. So yeah, I mean, what are you going to do these days is you got to kind of separate them. I mean, Clark Howard, when he was out there, was always recommending that second computer just for yes, your financial he equipment. Yes, he was. He um, was. And it makes sense. I mean, TJ and I have talked about it when T, T was on the show. He always had just a separate computer. That all he did was bring it up, do his financials, turn it off, not do anything else. Yeah. So you can. It's a, and for most people, a Chromebook will do because yeah. all they're going to, they're doing is going to a website. Right. And in some cases, there will be a Chrome OS app. But Sadly, though, those Chrome OS apps do not work so well. They're not no, optimized for not, Chromebooks as well as they would be for your phone. Yeah, they're not. It's not the best thing, but sometimes they'll, there will be features within them that are added because they can embed the programming into the app right. and provide something extra that they don't want to present over a web page. Right. So. So what do you got to bring up there, Dennis? We have four lines wide open as we wait for the calls, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. What else do you want to bring up this morning? Well, we, we've talked a lot about ransomware. Yes, we have. And the impact that it can have. Yep. Um, what I've got here is an article about a lawsuit that was just filed mm -hmm. about uh, a ransomware attack that took place at a hospital. Okay. And it affected the hospital's systems, a lot of them, all of them, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, um, the lawsuit concerns a baby delivery, uh, that turned out to be fatal mm. and the lawsuit is, uh, against that hospital, uh, because they didn't have 
uh, monitoring correctly running because the ransomware had shut down their systems. Right. And uh, the point of the lawsuit and the reason why the, the family's going after the hospital, uh, in addition to the fact that they probably can't reach the ransomware authors. Right. Because uh, they're probably in the Ukraine or Russia or Who something. Yeah. Um, they're going after the hospital because they contend that the hospital never warned them that there was any kind of a problem with any of their systems. Mm-hmm. You know, come, we'll deliver your baby, everything will be fine. Right. And it wasn't. And, you know, the hospital could have warned them saying, hey, some of our systems aren't working right. Yeah, you may want to go to a different hospital. Well, maybe not even just say that, but let the, the patient decide whether they want to go there or not, you right. know. Um, anyway, that that's a lawsuit. And that's why we keep talking about ransomware, because mm-hmm. it, it literally, technically, can kill. It can. And it's bad stuff. And it's, it's a, really bad. All stuff. thanks to crypto and the ability to pay the bad guys anywhere on the planet fairly anonymously. And until you know, it's it's kind of funny. China has banned all crypto technologies. Now we know they did it more for a communist reason because crypto is a very libertarian approach to moving money around. You know, get the government out of my my transactions. I don't want anybody knowing what's going what's going on. Whereas you do a bank transaction. Anything over $10,000 is reported to like three agencies, right? Oh, what's Eric buying? Oh, it's a shed. Okay, well, we got to make sure it's you know, no, nothing else if it's 10001 bucks for that shed. I don't know. You got to be careful. Mm-hmm. But that's it's called you know regulation. They want to make sure that you know things are on the up and up. Cryptocurrency, you can ransom people for millions of dollars and you can't stop them. Right. China said all cryptocurrency is banned. Now, when China, a communist country, says that, you know, you could be disappeared for uh, having your fi- somehow cryptocurrency happening. Why yeah. are we not doing it here? I know you guys out there are thinking you're going to make all sorts of money and fake money. For, to me, it's a beanie baby. They all thought the beanie babies were going to be worth something. Oh, right. You know, what's it worth now? You got some plush toy on your on your shelf. <laughs> uh, fake money, as far as I'm concerned, is worth less, and uh, it needs to be heavily heavily regulated if Absolutely. we're going to use this thing um, or just banned. It's it's garbage. And if you care about the planet, you just take it. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculously inefficient and it's causing all this trouble. Yeah. We're going to step out for a quick break and get back to more of your calls. John, Trish and Bob, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back and we're going to be here till 11 o'clock and then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. And let's get to your call here. And your calls, we're going to go to John and Higginham first. What's happening, John? Hello, Eric. How are you? Good, sir. How are you doing? Good, good, good. I wasn't uh, too sure whether or not you wanted to talk to me this morning because I got a response from Dropbox. Okay. And they advised me that um, Dropbox services, in conjunction with materials that contain extreme acts of violence, terrorist activity, (gasps) including terror propaganda, your account was determined to be in violation of these policies. So therefore, they disabled my account. Wow. Whoa. Uh, of a, a, Like 8,000 pictures of my family taken since 1970, and uh, I lost everything. So this, no. this is a true story? It's absolute true story. You're talking to the real, real McCoy here. Wow. I was able to drum up the uh, owner or the chief executive officer of Dropbox, and he happened to have been born in Acton, Massachusetts. Huh. 
<laughs> so he's one of our local New Englanders, you know. Yeah. But now he's out in California, and uh, I'm stuck so, with I. So here's an example, right? So, again, not that I don't think your thing, what you're saying is true, but it, I, I believe you completely, uh, generally, um, on face value, right? So what, what you're saying is that Dropbox is looking at your, your stuff, right? Now, this is kind of similar to what Apple has started doing, and they have their very noble reason for doing it. They have their algorithm that's supposed to only look for a certain type of picture that is a bad picture. In your case, I don't know what they have for an algorithm, but they're saying, whatever you have there, John, we are noticing you know, pictures of uh, TNT and we're noticing descriptions of something bad or whatever. They're reading or looking at your account and your material on Dropbox and have deemed it not worthy. Right. And they've taken away all your data. Absolutely correct. Had you not had a backup of that data, that data could be technically gone, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. concerned about that. I, I, I have some backup, but I felt so comfortable with Dropbox that I didn't think I really needed. I mean, Dropbox servers aren't going to crash as easily as maybe my, my external hard drive. Oh, that's you know? what the cloud tries to propose, right? Right. Oh, exactly. we're so much better. So then you put your stuff, and I've always joked about this, not unless you're, as long as you're not doing anything wrong, you, know, you put your <laughs> stuff out there, right? And these, these guys or gals are deciding, whoever's deciding, whatever pictures, why are they even looking at your stuff, John? Right? right. Oh, well, the reason they're looking at it is probably because it was free, right? Well, no. Oh, you paid for it? Oh, oh yeah, $125 a year for two, two terabytes. Whoa. Okay, so you may have legal recourse here then. So Whoa. you may need to go and talk to an attorney who could then write some strongly worded letters. I don't know how powerful they're going to be here, but you're the customer. I mean, you, you definitely need to have access to your data. You paid for them to store it for you. Right. Um, now, the other thought would be for us who are thinking of putting stuff on public clouds – what might you do to prevent them from looking at your stuff on their cloud before it gets to that cloud? You can encrypt it in a zip file. Right. Zip has been around since when I had hair. I mean, we were using it in college. So if you zip your data, they can't look at your data. Right. And then you can place it wherever you want. Not that you're doing anything wrong, John. I don't know. No, no, I no, mean, I no. I don't want a terrorist next to me either, um, yeah, living next to me. So the point is, if you don't want them looking at your stuff in the cloud, you can't be so trusting of the cloud, right? And again, who knows what they're doing? So if you re if you zip it, there is no way to unzip it without your ability to do that. They can't, unless they, of course, send you a subpoena to you. Or they say, guess what, John? If you want to put your stuff on our cloud, you need to keep it unzipped. Right, yeah. right. So there's that other problem too, and that's what we found out with the fapping. What happened with all the naked nudies out there with the Apple? All those celebrities were taking pictures of themselves, thinking it was just on their phone. Apple's dutifully syncing it up to the cloud, and the cloud data is not necessarily encrypted. Um, oh so I'm sorry it's happening to you, John. Um, yeah. I would love to have you tell us what happens and if you're going to take any kind of action against Dropbox. Well. <laughs> I, I, I prepared a letter uh, to uh, the CEO yeah. explaining my predicament. I figured that's how I would I would start. Okay. Well, good yeah. luck to you. And uh, I'll let you know how I make out, okay? Yeah, yeah, please do. You may want to also reach out to larger media um, here in Hartford. There's probably some, probably maybe a reporter or two that might find this interesting. I don't know. Sure. Absolutely. All right. All right, John, good Thank luck. You. All right. Thank you, Eric. Thanks very much. Thanks, Dennis. All right. 
We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Take a quick break for the news and uh, do our best to help you out for the, until 11. Feel free to get online. We got Bob and Glastonbury. Three lines open for you 800 966 WTIC, 522 WTIC. Of course, if you, can, if you missed the show, you can go ahead to our podcast and podcast us over at Odyssey, uh, WTIC.com. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab, and we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. So I was curious about the last caller who talked about his Dropbox account being terminated because they deemed whatever was on it to be inappropriate. Uh, now he's got no access to pictures, and who knows? He, he contends he didn't do anything wrong. So if you look at the terms of service of Dropbox, um, part of it is your responsibilities, and the second paragraph says... We may review your conduct and content for compliance with these terms. So, conduct and content. Correct. So, so can, what is conduct? Conduct would be if, the, if you're sharing copywritten material or inappropriate right. material, that'd be the conduct. But if the content happened to be inappropriate material or copywritten yeah. material. Now, the thing that's funny about this is they even say, with that said, they have no obligation to do so. Because they say that um, they have no obligation to do that review, right? So they're, they're not responsible for the content, mm-hmm. but they can review it if they choose. Right. So they can pick and choose those folks they want to, whose content they want to review and then decide if that content is breaking their acceptable terms. So the point is, again, they're telling you in the EULA, when you sign up, we're going to open that storage container from time to time, and we're going to see if in t- inside that storage container that you've rented, there's a stolen car. And if we mm-hmm. find the stolen car, we're going to lock the storage container and take it away from you. And it reminded me of a story of back uh, in the early 2000s, I think it was. Uh, yeah. Or, well, the- Late 90s? Uh, no, it was- uh- well, the the event that you're going to discuss took place in 2012. 2012, okay. So leading up to that. So there's a there's a guy called Kim.com, right? And Kim.com had a site called Mega Upload. Mm-hmm. And what, what was happening there was people were putting, you know, this was kind of during the whole Napster craze and where people were taking copywritten material and sharing it like crazy. Um, they were putting copywritten material up their movies or whatever, and they were sharing it. And, of course, legitimate businesses were also offering Dropbox style backup services, right? For companies, Mm -hmm. for, for people that they're paying for. Well, FBI comes in and takes all the servers. They didn't, they didn't just shut down those sites or those people whose data was copywritten material. They took everything and people lost access to their backups, their data, their, if you had a crash the next day of your business system, well, that you couldn't recover. Right. FBI says, no, sorry, we got these servers. They're ours. So mm-hmm. they lock the whole thing down versus, again, I'll use a storage container. I don't know why that comes to mind, but it seems to be appropriate. If I happen to have the stolen car in the storage container, only the storage container that has the stolen car can be affected. The whole place doesn't have to get shut down because one container has the issue. But in the case of the cloud, it could be big swaths of those servers have to be confiscated in mm-hmm. order for the forensics to be done to find out how they're being used. But again, if you would like to avoid this, you have the power of encryption too. Yes. Um, you can encrypt data. 
not that you're doing anything wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying you are, but these days, 20 minutes later, whatever you were doing is now wrong, depending on who's looking at it. But uh, I digress. Um, You can encrypt your data. Right. And there's nothing illegal about encrypting your data. There's nothing wrong with encrypting your data. And then then Dropbox, you can tell the pound sand, unless their terms of use is you cannot encrypt your data. Right. However, for most systems, especially for systems having to do with aerospace or having to do with government or financial or what have you it is a requirement right you're contractually required to save this data in an encrypted state an encrypted state yeah. fips encryption is what you want right. right this is a this is a standard that has to do with a federally mandated i you know certified standard of encryption so there's no reason you as a person can't use encryption if you if you want to alleviate that. Yes, it adds more trouble to your life, right? It's so easy to sync your Dropbox up there in a natural state. But if you decide and get in the habit of first encrypting the, the folder you're, you're sharing, and you can even do that. I would contend you could do that with BitLocker, right? So if you have a BitLocker folder, and I'm just thinking out loud, I haven't done this. Um, have you, I don't know about you, Dennis, but if you get a BitLocker folder that's encrypted on the drive, Mm-hmm. When that is synced to Dropbox, wouldn't it still be encrypted? I would think it would be. Yes. Right? It so, would, yeah, it's an encrypted file on your computer. It's going to be copied there. It'll be encrypted there. Right. So, that's a way to easily do it. Turn on mm-hmm. encryption on your device, and that way it's synchronized, encrypted. Right. And then you wouldn't have this. The one thing that I'm concerned about, yeah, though, yeah, is that they might determine that copying a lot of encrypted zip files to their servers might be conduct. Deemed quote, inappropriate. That's inappropriate. And just by virtue of you doing that, they could shut you down. But you're right. A lot of legitimate companies are literally contractually required to do exactly that. Right. So, so I, I can't. Yeah. I mean, if they're going to shut you down for that, they're going to be shutting down a lot of people. Right. And turning away a lot of business. Right. And so, so I feel bad for that caller in Higginham there, but you're using somebody else's servers. Yeah. They they said they're going to look at your stuff. It's right there. I'm reading. They in said the, they don't, the they don't have to look at it, but they said they can. <laughs> Are we not writing anything important oh. like the next great novel? Let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Bob in Glastonbury next. Hey, Bob. Hi. What's up? Hi there. I'm having uh, trouble connecting my iPhone to my uh, car Bluetooth automatically. It, it, mm-hmm. it worked great for years, and then uh, I think when I upgraded my iPhone, now I... Every time I get in the car, I have to manually connect if yeah. I want to use the Bluetooth. You got to upgrade your car, Bob. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I was worried about. <laughs> so that's a snag um, that can occur. Your car is not smart enough to interface with the the newer Bluetooths. Now, you could, there's probably troubleshooting depending on the make and model of your car, how old that car is. Um, but that can occur. And, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure you can downgrade the Bluetooth on your phone to make it more compatible with the older handshaking of the car, but you're not alone in this snag. Um, how old's your car? Uh, it's 2015. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's, that's, that's young enough. That shouldn't have yeah. too many major issues with Bluetooth. And the phone's brand new? Yeah, a couple months old. Can the, can the dealer upgrade the software in the car? They can. Um, often, they can. And that, yeah, it's, might cost it's as much as the phone. Yeah. But if it's doable, um, you should, again, check that out. Are you trying to use Android Auto or Apple CarPlay or something like that? 
I don't think the car has CarPlay. I mean, I'm using a, an iPhone. I don't think the car has CarPlay, though. Okay, okay. So there could be an option there. Um, any other thoughts? Is there a way to downgrade? I don't think there's a way to downgrade the Bluetooth to make it more compatible. Um, well, if there is, you could find out from Apple support. Is it Apple or Android? Apple. Apple, sorry. It's iPhone. I'm looking right at yeah. it. Um, so there might be a way to make it more compatible, but I don't know off the top of my head. But I bet you it's your car. All right, yeah, well, it next would... time I'm in the dealer, maybe I'll run it by them, see what they say. All right, Bob. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Oh, thank right. you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> you get to hate it when your iPhone can't interface with your car and you get to upgrade your car. Honey, yeah, welcome. I can't use the hands-free. We have to buy a new car. <laughs> welcome to the wonderful world of technology where two different devices need to talk to each other. And after one of them gets updated or changed, well, okay, we can't talk. <laughs> I bought a dehumidifier. All right. A dehumidifier. Smart okay. one. Oh, I didn't know dehumidifiers <laughs> could be smart, but okay. You wouldn't think so, right? It's a pretty stupid <laughs> process. But I bought one, right? And it's got this app. Everything's smart these days. It wants to know where I am. It needs my location so that it can say, welcome home. Of course, I said it what? to only be when I you know, use the app. But why the heck does the dehumidifier manufacturer care where I am? When I want to look to see if the dehumidifier is at the percentage I set. What what geek decided that they're going to then sell? Well, we sell these dehumidifiers to these guys. I bet you we could sell their location data to, like, I don't know, Dunkin' Donuts, so that we can then have somebody slap an ad on their phone as they're driving by at Dunkin' Donuts. All thanks to us, the dehumidifier manufacturer, who are really anxious to make sure we can make some extra bucks on our dehumidifiers in this world of technology. You need to know where I am? You're a dehumidifier, for crying out loud. I I can't imagine. Right? I mean, come on. What the Yeah, and as I'm know. configuring it, I said, no, you don't need to know my location. It wouldn't run. <laughs> it's like, well, then no, no app for you. <laughs> it's like, no app for you. Wow. You, you want my de- my smart dehumidifier to be smart. It needs to know if you're home or not. That is harsh. It is. It's nuts. It's, the dehumidifier works great. But this is what we're doing. We have to give up our privacy to a dehumidifier company. And heck, I don't even know who these guys are. Right? They could be. Who knows who these guys are? Oh, yeah. Oh. Crazy. All right. Let's get back to your calls. I digress. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> just, it's just nuts. Let's go to Marge in East Windsor. What's up, Marge? Hi. Hey, what can we do for you? Well, um, uh, I can't get my uh, Gmail. I have a Gmail address. I Just a new one, but I can't get it. You can't get it. How okay. are you trying to get it? Over the computer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I should have been more specific. What kind of mail client are you using to get your Gmail? Do you use for, the little M? For Cox. All right. That's your Internet service, but we're getting warmer. So you got a computer connected to your Internet service. What software... Have you? Are you running on your computer? I don't know. That's all right. That's our snag. How did you get your Gmail before? I didn't. I never got it before. I had MSN. Oh, okay. But they they knocked me off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you need. To, so you say you have an address? Did yes, you? Yes. Oh, yeah. I have an address. I can send things to it from other people. You know, other people send it, but. Okay. Other people send to your Gmail address. Yes. Yes, but I can't get it. I okay. Um, what kind of computer do you have? A to- Toshiba. Okay, Toshiba laptop. Um, Windows 10? Yes. There's okay. A, all right, there's a mail client in there called Mail, right? Yes, it'll be called Mail. The other option would be to open up Edge. Edge? Which is a browser, a web browser. And way up at the top, there's a big, long, white bar that you can type into. 
and type in gmail.com, hit enter, and it should load a page that gives you an option to log in. Oh. And then you would use your Gmail address as the login ID, and then you'll be asked for a password, and you should have that. And then you can get your mail that way. Or you can use the Windows 10 Mail app. It'll be a little envelope that's down in your taskbar. Oh, yes. Does that make sense? Yes. So you know your username and pa- you know your mail address and password, right, Marge? Yes, I do. What was your password? <laughs> All right, good, good. good All right. Good. I've never tricked anybody quite yet with that. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm the, I'm not as sneaky as the bad guys are. I just ask you straight out. You guys are terrific. Your show is great. Well, thanks, Marge. Hopefully it works for you. Hopefully you get your mail. Okay. All right. Yeah, I know other people have had trouble. My neighbor and someone had to go and show them how to do it. So. Yep. Yep. Well, now you can be the one that goes and shows people yep. how to do it. Right. <laughs> and you can charge for it. You can charge an exorbitant amount of money. We IT people, we charge an exorbitant oh, amount yeah. of money. I bet you do. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I, I love the Saturday information. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck, Marge. Yep, thanks. Bye-bye. Yep, bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think I can keep going, right, Matt? I don't know. I'm a little lost. Can I keep going? Take a break. How oh, used to have me take a break. All right. I'll step out for a break. I'm having too much fun. Uh, feel free to get online. <laughs> 800-966-WTIC. Tony, hang on. We'll be right back. And we are back. And we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Just wanted to kind of bring something up. I mean, you know, the, the little joking about the exorbitant amount of money IT people charge. Um, it's really not true. But the point is, if you'd like to get into the business of IT, the, we are all desperate for, for folks to get into IT. And it's it don't it doesn't have to be scary. Um, there's some great resources out there. You know, Porter and Chester's got some great resources um, in Connecticut. There's a lot of community colleges that you can consider starting to get into IT. It's don't let it scare you, because like I, I just explained to you, your humidifier is uh, is smart. So <laughs> if you if you're going to end up being like the Matrix, looking down at the machines and not knowing how they're running, we're going to be in trouble. We need more people to understand how IT works and how a packet is sent from point A to point B and how encryption works and how storage works and how data works and how to even look at data and and data analytics, all sorts of things that you can get into in IT. And a good resource besides places like Porter and Chester and maybe community colleges, of course, universities too, but um, would be IT Pro TV. Um, is if, if you check them out and we'll put a link here on our, on our website for IT Pro TV, um, you can actually uh, look and have instructors who would be folks who would have instructed you in a classroom have put together courses on how to become certified in areas of IT. And you can start getting your feet wet with IT. And, you know, here in Connecticut, as we're seeing a net loss of business um, and folks are not looking, you know, not finding the opportunity they need, there's tons of it in IT. We're desperate to find geeks. And you know what? Being geek Geek chic. I mean, they're the, they're the folks running the world right now. Yeah. Don't you want to join the masses of geeks? Come on. Yeah. Come on. You're going to rule the day. Yeah. You're <laughs> going to be one of the minions. Um, <laughs> um, so consider, if you're looking for something to do, um, understanding the technology that we use every day, whether or not your phone can sync to your car, your humidifier can talk to you while your refrigerator takes a week to mute it. I don't know. You can actually <laughs> learn IT technology um, at your pace through these great services like you know checking out 
IT Pro TV, or you can do courses at Porter and Chester or what have you. There is a huge demand uh, for IT workers of all types, um, folks that would be on the road, folks that would work on networks, infrastructure, low voltage, uh, security, phones. I mean, you could, there's tons of opportunity. Um, and we shouldn't have to import it. You know, it's right here in America that we could leverage and give folks some really great paying jobs um, that will serve you well for a long yeah. time. Um, so consider it. Just wanted to bring it up. Um, let's go on to Tony in Farmington real quick here. Tony, I ran, we're running out of time here, though. Let's see what we can do real quick. Okay. Uh, yeah, just so you guys know, I can't hear you at all when I'm on hold. Well, I, oh. I blame Matt for that. That's okay. not. I have no power over that. All right, I'll tell you what I have. I have a, a Dell Vostro 200. All right. That's mm-hmm. probably, I'm going to say, 15 years old. And I guess I finally got to the point where it won't boot up at all if I'm using the right uh, the right phrase here. Mm-hmm. You are. No boot Go ahead. Available. Press enter key to retry. Okay. Oh, yeah. Your hard drive is not booted. Hard drive is shot. Okay. So with the fact that it's 15 years old, uh, and I use it mainly for email, surfing the Internet, uh, some eBaying, yep. not really too much else. Um, if I go to replace it, do you guys have any recommendations? Yeah. I mean, for a Windows-based system, we like the HP Envy line of laptops. Um, if you want to stick with Microsoft and an operating system, mm-hmm. the other alternative is a Chromebook. Um, you know, getting enough horsepower, though, to do some of that, what you're talking about, maybe i5-based Chromebook. Um, they don't need something too crazy. But either of those two options in that six or $700 range should serve you Another long time. You have yeah. a 15-year track record. Those two things should work for you, Tony. You do. Okay, and when I replace it, should I get, uh, as far as the key, the keyboard's good and the, and the monitor's good. You can try you to trying? reuse the monitor, but I wouldn't use the keyboard if it's 15 years old. Yeah, chuck it. Yeah. The new the new computer, you can get a new keyboard. Yeah, and even the monitor might be tough. But i got to go, mm-hmm. Tony, okay? I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this lovely Saturday morning. Uh, I want to thank Matt for producing. Good to see you, Matt. Uh, Thank you, Mike G., for posting everything live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's all there for you. If you missed anything, it's podcasted. Great folks here at WTIC will put it together. You should see it by Monday, and it'll get right into your your system, and you can listen to all the shows that way over at WTIC.com. Stick around. Dr. Alessi's up next. Remember, the cloud is just another computer. See you next week. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.